Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071. Everything entertainment, like music, news. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Dolly Parton can't be stopped. Okay. She just always looking for something else. This woman, she is releasing a book this time about her fashion. Oh. Now. I would love to see her in yoga pants and an <laughs> ill-fitting shirt. Right? Does she, when, when it's like time to, to Netflix and binge, is she comfy? I have a feeling she's in a gown, like a, like a bedazzled gown. No, I bet she, first of all, I'd like to see her in a hoodie or a baseball cap. You know, no makeup. Yeah, I bet she still looks great. Um, But, you know, I don't know how inspiring this book is going to be, because if I walked into work wearing a rhinestone pantsuit, I don't know that that would be the most practical use of that outfit. Yeah, no, I don't think she's offering this as a as a practical guide to how one should dress in life. (laughs) I think this is more of a, she's a fashion icon, here's what went into it. I think what, yes. Donna's impressionable, though. If you talk enough, if you say the word air fryer six times today, she might buy an air fryer tonight. So It's happened. I know. So, yeah, you got to be careful with this gown because people had enough trouble when you wore that blue jumpsuit a week or two back. So if you read Dolly and then you start bedazzling stuff, we're small town folk. We yeah. we, we, we yeah. can't take that kind of change. Well, I think this is going to be a look at her um, her costumes, her hair, and to get to know some of the people that have helped her shape her look. Uh, it comes out October 17th. I will tell you the first time that I met, the only time, I met Dolly Parton in person. She came to the radio station dressed exactly how you would picture her to be dressed. Hmm. You guys... You look at her outfit, there is nothing she wears in public that is off the rack. Nothing. You could tell that she was sewn into that outfit. She's got a tailor who is working overtime. Because if that, her outfit could have fit nobody else but Dolly Parton. You know. It just looks so great when everything's custom. Absolutely. Yeah, if you've ever worn any custom piece of clothing, it's really amazing. I wonder, 
I guess not. My question is going to be, I just wonder if she's tired of it all. Like, if I dress up three days in a row, now that I'm doing mouth-breathing radio work and no longer daily television, <laughs> I just I just would feel like, okay, I need to do, like, three days in a row of sweats or just comfy jeans and an easy T-shirt. Honestly, now I cannot lose track of the thought of, is there any photograph of Dolly Parton in yoga pants in an oversized t-shirt is that how she watches stuff at home i hope is the majority of her life actually not fashionable not high fashion like we're used to great question get her on the horn i saw i follow her on instagram and she posts these really cute um videos of her and her uh french bulldog she's dressed to the nines her nails are just magical you know just everything about her her wigs i love that steve hey mike have you ever heard this what's that donna steve did not know that dolly parton wore wigs oh yeah i was here that oh day. you that were was, yes, yes that, that was, was epic. incredible that was mm-hmm. like woo. it was like <laughs> my eyes popped out of my head went like three feet in front of me popped back into my head i'm like <laughs> you're being serious right now so what do you think her hair is like under there Go sure. ahead, say it. Sure. I know what you're going to say. You'd probably describe it likely as CC hair. Old lady cotton candy hair? That's right. Maybe. I bet she... It's short. And maybe just kind of all over the place. Spiky, thin. I, I, I still have trouble believing that... Has she all... She's when always worn she wigs. Always worn wigs. Look back to like 1975, Dolly Parton. And she's probably in a wig? Oh, for sure. I think early, early? No, but um, let's just see. Uh, 1975. Let's just check out Dolly. Oh, yeah. You think that's her real hair, dude? I don't know, Donna. I believe in the power of women. <laughs> this is like me. I also couldn't tell. I still can't tell. You could get Botox injected in front of me, and I would be unable to determine on my own if you had Botox. It was until somebody mentioned someone's forehead, and they said, of course this person has Botox. They, their forehead never wrinkles. You know what? Never knew that. I never notice it in person, but now I'm starting to notice it on TV or on, you know, on, in movies. I'm like, oh, wow, she's expressionless, and I can see it. Oh. According to this, 1967, the Porter Wagner show, she was performing on that and uh, wanted to have her own style as all the boys were dressed in Western suits, as she says, and that's when she started wearing wigs. I love it. They're good wigs. Can you sleep in a wig? I don't think I would. I bet it gets hot. No, but can you like? Can you just operate as though it's your hair, or is it out every night and then on every morning? I think is that the right? latter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think well, it would I'm be very uncomfortable. But anyway, I digress. Thank you. I have a bit on Taylor Swift here. All right. This is kind of cool. There is a a podcaster who estimated that if you tracked Taylor Swift's movements during her Eras tour show. Uh, 
it's kind of like she it's almost like she's a soccer player like she's just running all around she covers they think about two miles per show wow and she does it all in custom louboutin hills Uh, and by that i mean heels that was a little bit of pittsburghese right there oh my gosh you see them hills that girl was wearing oh my gosh trying to get all that attention uh so she gets two miles in in louboutin heels during her 44 song set which clocks in at over three hours some fans are strategically wearing their footwear, as Holly suggested the other day, sneakers, comfy shoes, and trying to really figure out when is the right time to go to the bathroom. But one fan even said, look, Taylor doesn't need to go. I don't need to go. I'm telling you, just like they like, beer here, beer here, get your balloons. If they were just selling bedpans and catheters here, just easy insert, self-installed catheters on the way in the door, you'd make buku bucks. Boku? I'll, two words I struggle with. All right. Boutique, boutique, bouquet, bouquet. And I believe it is boutique, bouquet. But some people say, oh, did you get a bouquet of flowers? And did you go to the boutique? It's boutique, it's bouquet of flowers. And that's what you would get someone if they had their catalytic converter stolen, not their Cadillac converter stolen, you dummies. Sorry. I'm going to go. Donna! What do you mean? <laughs> also, Donna, you've asked for the second time, did we ever do an NCAA bracket? I told you that earlier this week. We did not. Okay, but Mike, you didn't either? I got one in Yeah, see? Yes. We were supposed to do it as a show. I know, and we went over this, and you assumed that I was doing it, hashtag gender stereotype, hashtag I feel victimized, because I was a guy, whereas I wanted to empower you. I thought you would do it because it is the year I thought woman. Mike was doing it for all three of us. No, Mike was handing it out. He's like administering it. He's helping to facilitate, and he was like, write it on this paper, and then I'll go input all of your picks into a computer. Now, I have two brackets of my own outside of the station. Oh, really? I just, you know, I mean, I'm trying to win some money here, Donna. To be fair, it was puppy day, so I think that's why we all got distracted. Thank you. Okay, I handed you the bracket, and then all of a sudden there were a bunch of uh, baby puppies. You're right. There were little baby buddy Mm boo-boos. Little baby buddy boo-boo bears. Uh, Let's give something away right now. I love it. How about we give two tickets away to the Colin Joe stand-up show happening at the State Theater June 22nd. We will do caller number five. Caller number five to 651-641-1071. You're going to win those tickets. Call now. When we come back, they're going to be able to make powdered beer Mm. like you can hot cocoa, and Mm -hmm. we think it might be terrible or great. We'll get into that when we come back. Hey, Good morning. We're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. We got a little food news to share with you. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy. Okay, I don't know why, but at first when I heard this, I thought, ew, that sounds gross. But then I gave it another thought. Okay, we all have had instant cocoa, right? Swiss Miss. Delicious, even with the little marshmallows. Oh, yeah. I could pass on those. Yeah? Used to like them. You could put in real ones. Yeah, I also think I'm not a fan of... I want my mallow to be toasted, not squishy. You know, you can... Okay, just continue. Okay, no, go go ahead. You can whip... uh, The fun thing that people were doing on TikTok is you would, like, baseball pitch, like, whip... uh, uh, 
marshmallow at somebody. So they're standing on the other end of the room with their mouth open, and then you whip it in, and it was extremely satisfying. There were a few videos of it just like going right in. Wow, wow, Pappy like Won't hurt. Anyway, powdered beer is now something that exists. There's a German brewery that has been around since the 1500s. They came up with this, and it works the same way as instant coffee. You just mix it with water, and you stir. That's it. And apparently, it's not the first time someone's made uh, powdered beer, but this one is carbonated, and that is a first. Intriguing. They say it looks and tastes like regular beer. I would like to try this. The kind that they have right now is non-alcoholic, but they are going to be rolling out boozy options soon enough. The It, it feels like it's easier to pull off a non-alcoholic situation. Yes. I don't know how the alcohol works, but there's something with yeast or something. I don't know if that'll work as well, but maybe. And, and look, I'll tell you who's really mastered the uh, pour it in and stir and drink it. It's Crystal Light. Oh, yeah, so good. Oh, my gosh. You want a little peach tea in the afternoon? Oh, Calorie-free? So I'm sure there's chemicals that Very are going to ultimately kill sweet. you, but still. Yeah. That's an occasional thing, you know? Anyway, uh, they say that an alcoholic version will be out in the next few months, so. Did you see that this company is also, they're working on all sorts of experimental beers, including a bath beer. It's in the works. What does that mean? It means that it would be beer that you could bathe in. Why would you do that? Because of depression. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. A tough day. You've been let go. A breakup. It's a variety of reasons. All right. I tell you what, the uh, the little version that they have, though, of this powdered beer, this instant beer, it looks real. It, you know, it's got the head, it's got the, like, nice sort of yellow color beneath it. Kind of looks like an IPA. Which I'm not a big fan of. Anybody? Uh, uh, you're, you're, you're not alone. People usually love an IPA or just their, nah. Do you think they like it because it's stronger alcohol content? Uh, that, I, that could be the case. That's not always the case with an IPA, but probably... It usually packs more punch. Okay. I like the taste, but then sometimes I don't like the taste. There are some good beers out there. Like Blue Moon, great beer. Corona, delish. Right? You are enraging the craft beer community right now. I, don't like I did them not anyway. think that care. you would say that <laughs> when you said there are some great beers out there. I thought you were about to unearth. Like, have you guys ever heard? You may as well have just said Budweiser, Donna. I think it's different. There's a flavor that's very different. The first time I had... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. At a Corona, I was in the Hamptons. I was that at matters. A party. Setting matters. Context matters. So we were on the beach and it was like this party and somebody handed me a beer and I just drank it. And I stopped in my tracks and I went, what is this? This is the best beer I've ever had in my life. Tell me you don't belong at a party in the Hamptons without telling me you don't belong at a party in the Hamptons. What is this? That is true. No, but I looked at my friend Kim and I was like, girl, what is this? I've never tasted a beer this good. Yeah, a Corona can the hit. Lime, in the lime, I mean. Yeah, the uh, lime is good. The lime is good. Then you do the little thumb on top, turn it over, let the lime really infuse it. There's no beer that tastes like that. You tell me another beer that tastes even remotely like that. Maybe Dos Equis? Maybe. You could be right, but I don't, I don't know. You're not really a beer drinker, so no. I don't know if you've really toured beers well. That's true. So that when you're coming out with like Blue Moon... Corona. That's good beer. And course. Listen, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with enjoying those beers. It just, I'm, I don't think I'm alone. I think a lot of listeners were expecting you to say something different. Maybe you'd go with like a Surly pick or some local. <laughs> you no. just kissed a Blue Moon. Those are good. You absolutely. I don't like Blue Red Moon. Red Stripe's but I'm, uh, not bad. You don't like Blue Moon. Blue Moon. But these beers are like one and done. I couldn't drink like three of those over the course of a night. I could drink you mean, one. You mean because of the taste, not because of the alcohol content. Correct. Yeah. I noticed you picked two that you have to add fruit to. Correct. Okay. That's <laughs> just saying there's... But you don't have to. What are they, what are you doing, an orange in the blue moon? You do yeah. the orange in the blue the moon. The orange yeah. in the blue moon, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like my beer to be self-sufficient yeah. without any accoutrement added. I do have a friend who every time he orders a beer gets it with two olives. Sure. That's I've good. never heard of that. Midwest Martini. Olives in the drink? Mm-hmm. Yep, just at the, the bottom beer. of the glass. And then they yeah. kind of do their little floating up and floating down and floating up. It's like a science experiment while you're drinking. It's perfect. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we digress. Uh, all right, how about this? Starbucks is going to be offering an olive oil-infused coffee. Mike? Did it. Tastes terrible. Okay, did you try the Starbucks one? We didn't actually do the Starbucks one. We did the actual just added. But, okay. Yeah. I'll, um, well, I guess some of the initial reviews haven't been great. Uh, Charles Schultz, is that his name? The, the former CEO of, uh, of Starbucks just stepped down earlier this week, and so he's handing over the reins to a new CEO of Starbucks. But I guess he was in Italy, and he saw people drinking olive oil next to their coffee. Mm. And he was like, interesting. And there are some people that say that there are health benefits of having sort of a spoonful of extra virgin olive oil in the morning. And he thought, wait a minute, could we do those together? And so today at some select locations, Starbucks is rolling this out at their original Pike Place location in Seattle, I believe New York and Chicago. But by next Monday, it will be in 500 stores. And if it goes well, it could be at a local Starbucks near you. Uh, I see a question in the back. We'll go with Donna. I I feel like this has been a thing for a long time. I remember when, um, oh gosh, oh gosh, coconut oil. People were taking a spoonful of coconut oil and putting that in their coffee. Yes. For health benefits. So yes. I don't think this is new, but 
or, or a little dab of butter people would do. I say, why not just have an avocado with your omelet things? You could do that, yeah. I had MCT oil this morning. Oh, yeah, sure. Medium chain triglycerides, I think. Sure, uh, what's that it's doing? supposed to be good for like long-term energy. I believe it also helps with uh, some digestion as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I like a little bit of that. Ryan Seacrest has talked about the, the benefit of olive oil. I think he does just olive oil, like extra virgin olive oil, like a tablespoon of it in the morning. I'm into those little things where can yeah. I just take like a little quick spoonful of something like and apple it's cider working yeah. in my body the rest of the day? Sure. Yeah, I kind of right. dig that stuff. Well, enjoy. Bye-bye. Uh, taking off, Donna? Yeah. What if we had you stay? All right. We have a uh, we have a big show today because coming up at 1130, we're going to be doing round two, our second time of playing Whose Voice Is It Anyway? Miguel, are you prepared? I'm ready. Name that okay. tune style. Yeah, so he'll play a celebrity voice. We'll try to figure out, okay, who can name the voice in the fewest amount of seconds. It's quite a fun game, so we'll do that at 1130. But good news, friends. We have another game coming up right after this break. The College of Pop Culture Knowledge. You can call and play along on the radio if you'd like. 651-641-1071. Everybody can play along no matter where you listen. Game time is next on Donna and Steve. Time for Bradshaw and Bryant's law firm. Uh, this is a firm where they are really dedicated to helping people who oftentimes are under some really difficult circumstances. Whether you are suffering from an injury as the result of an accident or lost a loved one in a fatal accident or, you know, whatever the case may be, facing criminal charges. Uh, Mike Bryant assures that every legal tool at their disposal will be used to protect your rights. Now, when you're suffering from a personal injury, you have to keep in mind that uh, there's the legal aspect, but also it can affect families as well because there's medical expenses and lost wages and rehab costs and distress. And that distress can change things at home for everyone. What you can do is get a hold of Mike Bryant or a member of his team, set up a free consultation to assess your case. And if you do have an actionable case, Bradshaw and Bryant will put their knowledge and experience to work for you. You can find them today at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. All right. I'm very excited. Uh, before we do anything on the Donna and Steve show in way of playing a game, I need to know how did Kelly, 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 Kelly do yesterday? Miguel? All I will say is the listeners are doing everything they can to help you out. They are all choosing whoever is filling in for you. They're all trying to help you get those victories. Uh, It didn't help yesterday. It feels like I'm getting boycotted in some sense, like success is suddenly an evil thing. What's the score? Wait until you hear the categories coming up the next couple of weeks. Um, uh, (laughs) uh, The score is 34, Steve, 22, Donna. Real quick, Donna, do you have any idea the name of the movie starring Tom Cruise when he's a NASCAR driver and falls in love with Nicole Kidman, his doctor. Do you remember the name of that movie? 1990? I remember the movie. Okay, yeah. Does it start with an F? No. <sighs> Never mind. Okay. No, 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 no. I know it. I know oh, okay. it. I know it. Give me a hint. It's three words. That doesn't help. Okay. What the <laughs> It's not a night full of lightning. Okay. A day of Days of Thunder. Boom. Yes. He met her on that flick yep. and then just side note, fun fact. And then kind of lobbied for her to get the part in Far and Away. And then they also started in Eyes Wide Shut. And yes, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Didn't and they start Magnolia? Sky. Nope, that was Vanilla his other Sky? girlfriend. 
Oh, sorry. That was Penelope Cruz. Okay. Um, this is fun. Let's do more fun. of this. Wait a minute. Hang on <laughs> okay. one second. Mike just teased, wait until you see the next couple of weeks. Does that mean that it's going to be like Jersey people from the 70s? <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be, I know what's happening here. Mike? Black or dark black comedies on Netflix, you know, crime dramas. Yes. Yep. We've got Ooh, uh, yes. 1980s country music. Yeah, I've got a long okay, list. Okay, this is great. Um, that I'm going to be pulling out. This here is like when you play a video this. game and then you say, like, you can set it to a mode, Donna, where if you're playing against the computer, it helps to even the game up closer. Right. That's, the game all the football game. Want. that's all people here comes want. The, here comes a spiked blue shell. It's Mario Kart and you're too far ahead. <laughs> that's Ooh. right. Yes. yes, that's exactly all right. All right, let's do this. Time to go to college. It's time to attend. And the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Ah, yes, we're going to find out again. This week, we do have a theme all week long. It is Colors, Color Week. First week of spring, the International Color Day was back on Tuesday. Yesterday, it was uh, yellow. Today... It's purple. purple. How does Days of Thunder fit into yellow? His sponsor was Mellow Yellow. Oh, and good one. Yes, yes. Uh, and Paige is going to be playing along with us uh, today. Hi, Paige. Paige. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, we're doing well. You sound like you're kind of down to business. Explain what's coming up next mm-hmm. in your day today. Uh, well, I'm actually on my way to Regions Hospital right now to see my best friend who's been in there for a week and a half. So. Oh, no. Oh, Sorry to hear that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she's, we could... uh, she's not doing well. So, oh, so, so we sorry, could use a, a win and a little uh, a lift up. Pick me up here. It turns out that purple is both her and my favorite colors. So oh. Guess That's... what, Paige? Mine, too. Yep. Now, listen. Paige, I would say this. Uh, first of all, thank you for calling. We're sad to hear that your friend is in this condition, and we hope that the, the visit goes well and way to go for being there in a real time of need for your friend. Now we want you to win, okay? That's the objective here because that'll, that'll that's going to make you feel good. Listen, Paige, I'm up by 12. I'm dominating this game. I want you to win. I, I usually wouldn't lobby this hard, but if you want to win, I think you need to go with me. I think you're right. That's fair. I'm going to go with him today. Yes. We're doing this one for your friend. Okay. So the the topic is purple. Purple, yes. Let's let's see if we can make this work. The topic is purple in pop culture. Ooh, I've already got my my Prince (laughs) radar is tingling right now. Paige is on hold, and Donna stepped aside. So here we go. Are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. This 1958 Sheb Wooly novelty song hit number one on the Billboard charts. It tells the story of a creature that descends to Earth because it wants to be in a rock and roll band. It also inspired a 1988 movie of the same name starring Neil Patrick Harris, Ned Beatty, and Shelley Winters. Is this Purple People Eater? Though there is some debate on what exactly this character is, all we know them as is the best friend of Ronald McDonald, usually with a smile on their face. Deep Purple formed in 1968 and are considered pioneers in heavy metal and hard rock. Their biggest hit in the U.S. came in 1973 with this tune. Deep Purple. Um, read that. Oh, Deep no. Purple formed in eighty, uh, or excuse me, sixty-eight. They're pioneers in heavy metal and hard rock. Their biggest tune came in seventy-three with this tune. Boy, I have nothing. All right. We'll there. see if Paige knows. Oh, crap. Paige, Paige we need you. I'll step away. Uh, you heard his answers. How do you feel about the uh, first one? 
I, I feel good about the first one and the second one. The second one. And I would have said Deep Purple for the third one, too. So, well, deep, the, 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 some, Let me reread the question for you. Deep okay, Pur- okay. Yeah, Deep Purple formed in 1968. Oh, Consider okay. pioneers in heavy metal and hard rock. Their biggest hit in the U.S. was in 1973 with this tune. So we're looking for the song. Ooh. Yeah. Um, ooh, that's, a, that's a tough one. I All really right. don't know. Okay. Um, God, I, I, I'm, I'm really stumped. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, smoke on the water, maybe. Okay, that's going to be your answer. We'll put you on hold, Paige. Okay, all right. Ooh, and we'll go ahead. Get, and I think Brent. we might go to overtime here. We could get beat. Oh crap, Paige! I would feel really crummy if that happened after hey. I lobbied so hard. Hey, Donna. Hey, Steve. How'd it go? Um, we're not entirely sure just yet. Okay. Are you ready? Again, purple, the theme today. Okay, Donna, ready. Here we go. This 1958 Sheb Wooly novelty song hit number one on the Billboard charts. It tells the story of a creature that descends to Earth because it wants to be in a rock and roll band. It also inspired a 1988 movie of the same name starring Neil Patrick Harris, Ned Beatty, and Shelley Winters. Oh, my God. It's like purple... People eater, purple though, something people eater. Though there is some debate on exactly what this character is, we just know them as the best friend of Ronald McDonald, usually with a smile on their face, despite impl- their name implying otherwise. Grimace. Uh, Deep Purple formed in 1968 and are considered pioneers in heavy metal and hard rock. Their biggest hit came in the U.S. in 73 with this tune. Purple Haze. That's right. not right. That is not right. Purple Haze. But it includes the letter pur- or word purple. That's good. Shoot. Purple, purple haze. Time Deep is purple. up. All right. Yeah. Let's run through these answers. We'll go with the first one. Actually, the second one. You're both very confident in the second one. Uh, it is, of course, Grimace. Yeah. In case you were wondering, it's believed he is either or they are either an embodiment of a milkshake or a gigantic taste bud. Oh, yeah. Taste bud, I've heard. Taste bud feels shape-wise yeah. more accurate. He looks yeah. like, a, like a manatee. I don't know if he's the embodiment of a milkshake or what happens to your body if all you eat are milkshakes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and the top one, uh, Sheb Wooly novelty song. I could have thrown a Minnesota Vikings reference in there as well because it is indeed the Purple People Eater. The one yeah. I Sheb Wooly is. Nice what a name there, yeah, huh? Sheb Wooly is a pretty iconic name. Did we yeah. both get that? You yeah. both nailed it. Wow. Finally, we go to the final one. Deep Purple formed in 1968. They're considered pioneers in heavy metal and hard rock. Their biggest hit in the U.S. came in 1973 with this tune. You said Purple Haze. That, of course, Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix Hendrix. tune. Steve couldn't come up with an answer. Paige waited, hemmed, and hawed. She couldn't quite pull an answer until she said smoke on the water, which is correct. That's right. Oh, Paige. Oh, Paige. Oh, my God. You know what's funny? Because I hear Smoke in the Water, and you were you said Heavy Metal, and I'm thinking, nah, that's like a much more downbeat song, but they did different right. kind of things. So, oh, my goodness. Paige. I thank the rock band game for that. Right there. there. <laughs> nice that's work. Right. She could play it. If you gave Paige a, uh, a guitar right now with just four buttons on it, she could probably play Smoke on the Water right now. Red, yellow, yellow, red, green. Yep, um, hey, Paige, yep. here's the cool thing, is you would have won today no matter who you would have teamed up with. You were the, the deciding factor, so way to go. Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Yay, Paige. Huge congratulations. You're going to win a pair of movie passes to an advanced screening of 1,001 at Showplace Icon Theaters. That's coming up on Monday at 7. So hold tight. Perfect. Get, thank get, you, guys. Yeah, hold Congrats, tight. Paige. Bye, Paige. Our love to your friend. Thank you. Okay.
Whoa. What a game. Was, wow. She, that was... Smoke on the water, man. Quick, um, just out of curiosity, so everybody's in the know. No. Uh, the the mm. uh, score update, Mike? Uh, 35-22. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Again, that big spiky re- uh, blue shell is coming for you. Just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> wait, you just wait, man. I'm going to watch all CMT this weekend. I'm going to buy a bunch of mint snuff or whatever it is that Donna dips right after the show. And I'm going to channel my inner country, man. You're going down, Donna. You're going hey, down, Valentine. Real scared, man. Um, hey, I heard you, you made some good use of your time yesterday. As you were at home um, with a sickness, you worked on your In Case I Die binder. That is correct. Guys, I highly recommend you do this, especially if you are single, okay? Because, you know, I like to do my Swedish death cleaning for my family so that if, let's just say I get hit by a car today and I end up in the hospital in a coma, mm-hmm. bills still have to get paid, right? Am I right? Until we pull the plug. Wow. Well. You went straight to pulling the plug. I'm the well, I don't know. <clears throat> So I decided to start a binder. And in the binder is everything that my family might need to know, or at least the bulk of what they they will need to know. Okay? Okay. Listen to what I did. So I get a three-ring binder, and then I get folders and sleeve protectors, okay, to use throughout the binder. The first section is called home, right? My house. Next page is a statement for my mortgage. Okay. Okay? It's in a sleeve protector. Okay? Okay. Flip the page. Then you've got um, utilities. All my home utilities in a little pocket. Each one is a statement. And the reason I'm doing that is because the account number is on it. The phone number is on it. Do you know what I'm saying? So I have my gas, electric, Water bill, YouTube TV. Um, Price just went up on that last week. I know, seventy four ninety nine. Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, cell phone, all the information they need. Flip the page, cabin. Then I've got tax, you know, where to pay taxes. Next page, all my insurance information. Car insurance, home insurance, life insurance. I even have a section called uh, church. So I've got my birth certificate, my certificate of baptism, certificate of communion, penance, and confirmation. Flip into another. So I'm just basically, I'm not putting passwords or anything. That'll be in a hidden spot. But um, I'm feeling really good about, you know, my progress. Thank you. Toward death. Well, listen, you know somebody who's building his own coffin. That is true. Yes, Pilgrim George. There's nothing wrong with Yeah, I guess he preparing. takes your... He's like, hold my beer when you say I'm working on a in-case-I-die binder. He's like, I've measured my body and have the corresponding coffin in my home. I mean... He it, looks... It's yeah. A, it's a gift to your family, really. Yeah, you would be one of the least stressful death situations. Right. For you don't want to be running around someone. going, I don't know, where's this? Oh, no, I just got something in the mail here, and I didn't know she had this. I didn't know she had automatic withdrawal for these things. Right. You know, all that kind of stuff. And then Yeah, boy, what a... Yeah, they, these are banking. the logistical... The logistical side of grief is difficult. Stressful. It makes me feel better knowing 
that I'm getting this done. But anyway, just a suggestion. If you haven't done anything like this before, you know, you might want to consider doing it. So somebody's not looking all over the place in your house for these things that they need to get your life insurance paid and all that sort of stuff. We're out of time. All right, so now we go to the opposite end of the spectrum. After the break, there's a guy who's getting busy living right about now. He pulled something off in the world of Disney that is just insane. Must have been crazy expensive. I don't know how he had the energy to do it. We'll tell you what he did. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Steve has a story about a guy. I need to know how old he is because he did something pretty impressive, actually. He said, hey, life, if you're a bull, here come my hands. I'm going to wrap them around your horns. He, I, I wish I lived in an alternate universe where I could do this. I like Disney. I'm not a psycho Disney person, but I really like Disney. I, I really like find Disney it to too. be magical. It's, it, it's yeah. whimsical. It feels nostalgic. I love it. Okay, maybe I love it a lot. There's a Disney super fan who just went to all 12 Disney theme parks in the world. How long did it take him? 12 days. What? And wait. How? He rode all 216 rides. How? Here's how. Uh, 38 years old. There's a Disney super fan named Nathan Firesheets. We won't be coming back to that, so you just have to work that out. He hit one park per day, and it, again, not just like, a, okay, I stepped foot in Shanghai Disney, okay, now we got to go to the next one. He went on every single operating ride in each park, 216 of them. Here's a quick rundown of the trip. A few of the parks are in the same general area, which obviously makes things a little bit easier. He started at Disneyland Paris. He did that on March 8th. Then he went to Walt Disney Studios Park on the 9th, also in Paris. After that, he immediately flew to China. China went to Shanghai Disneyland on the 10th, and then Hong Kong Disneyland on the 11th. After that, already feeling exhausted. I mean, for you to do all the rides, too, by the way, you are on your feet so much. You get you get like 25,000 steps in a day when you go to Disney, if you're, if you're going yeah, hard and trying to get on rides. Fast. So dude was must have been tired, and then boom, the next day you're at another park. So then uh, he's done Disneyland Paris, Walt Disney Studios Park in Paris. Then he goes Shanghai Disneyland, then Hong Kong Disneyland. He then heads to Japan next and went to Tokyo Disneyland. And then the following day went to Tokyo Disney Sea. After that, he flies from Tokyo to California, went to Disneyland on the 14th, went to Disney California Adventure on March 15th. Then he goes cross country. Lands up in Walt Disney World in Florida. Finished up with Epcot on the 16th, Disney's Animal Kingdom on the 17th, Hollywood Studios on the 18th, and a nice bow on all of it, ending at Disney's Magic Kingdom on March 19th. That happened this past Sunday. So he documented the whole thing for his YouTube page. His YouTube page only has about 1,000 followers. I think that number will grow. Was he trying to break a record? Not necessarily. He was trying to, he wanted, he called this the Disney Global Ride Challenge. The footage hasn't been posted yet. He also is yet to reveal how much the trip costs. But I would imagine if he comes out with that um, information, that will make for some pretty intriguing videos. I would think just the travel alone would wipe me out. Because there's time changes that you're dealing with. 
It's right. exhausting. He took I a... bet you any money this guy has a cold right now. <laughs> there she is. He uh, he took like a selfie on every ride too, just doing a thumbs up. So you just and there's a little montage on his page again. If you want to see his page, his YouTube page, um, his name is last name is Fire Sheets. I want to go to YouTube exactly to see what it is. So his la- his real last name is Fire Sheets, but it's called a Coaster Story. That is the name of his YouTube channel, a okay. Coaster Story. There's some underscores, but just search it and you'll find it. And he does a lot of different cool rides and does a lot of point of view videos are kind of fun to do at theme parks, which people do. So he's got all that. And then, boom, he's hitting every ride. It, that should be a pretty cool video. I'll watch that. Do we know where the where did the guy is originally from? I don't know. I think he has a British accent. Okay. okay. But no, I, I know. And I know nothing about his family history. I don't even know if he's single. I just know he's 38-year-old male who did this. Wow. I'd like to go to Shanghai Disney at some point. They have a really cool Pirates of the Caribbean ride, which is totally different than the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney World and Disneyland. It's How very so? it's Disney Pirates of the Caribbean that we think of, you go through and there there are animatronics and it smells good in there and it it's fun and it's whimsical, but this one has a lot of um walls like video walls that you can't tell and then like a false wall will pick up and then boom you'll go into this room where from floor to ceiling it's like a huge ship is coming at you now they're firing at you water is splashing it's a little darker i would just say it's a little more intense and looks a lot cooler like super fun there's like a nine minute video that you can look out pirates of the caribbean shanghai disney it looks so bleeping cool i apologize for cursing Donna, did you know that there is a word for putting makeup on your face? There's a term that you could use. No, I didn't. Do you want to know what that word is? I think we all do. That word is farting. No. F A R D I N G. So you could somebody could say Honey, are you almost ready? We're going to be late for dinner. Hang on, I'm just finishing farting. Which means putting makeup on your face. To paint the face. How did we never know this? That's a slang thing. Well, listen. This is the kind of great stuff that you used to get before my very popular segment, Things That Make You Go Huh, got canceled. Could you please give me a quick intro for things that make you go, huh? Because I actually have a few that I've been storing like a chipmunk. These are going to hit quick. Try to keep up. Champagne corks kill around 24 people a year. What? More than sharks. When The Shining first came out in 1980, it got mixed reviews. No Oscar nominations and two nominations at the first Razzie Awards. Really? Really. It's a great movie. Have you seen it, oh, Mike? Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. It's great. Steve, you're late on your assignment. Okay. I thought we were on spring break. Fine. Dog the Bounty Hunter met his late wife, Beth Chapman, in 1986 when he posted her bond after she shoplifted a... Tampon. Lemon. What? Wall Street is the only movie that's won an Oscar and a Razzie. Michael Douglas won the Best Actor Oscar... Daryl Hannah 
won the Worst Supporting Actress Razzie. Could you oh, imagine? Oh, I feel bad. That's a bummer. Shoot. About 95% of Egypt's population lives on about 4% of the land. It's a green belt, roughly half the size of Ireland, that follows the Nile as it snakes through the desert, then fans out into the Nile Delta. Sure, I've got three more. The first product <laughs> to use a UPC symbol with a barcode was a pack of Juicy Fruit Gum in 1974. It's That's now in the Smithsonian. Fun. Really? Really. Rodney King and David Lee Roth both went to John Muir High School in Pasadena, California, but King was there 15 years later, and Jackie Robinson went there several decades earlier. Hmm. And finally this. The biggest temperature change over a 24-hour period in history happened on January 15, 1972, Loma, Montana. The temperature jumped from negative 54 degrees all the way up to 49 degrees. That is a 103-degree swing in a day. Thanks, Steve. Thank that you, was everybody. Fun. Hey, ah. when we come back, uh, Mike's going to have a dirt alert, and then we're going to have a pick your prize.